Welcome to The Relative Dimension, a Shadowrun actual play podcast. Before we get to today's episode, I just want to do a shout out to some of the podcasts that have inspired me. Critical Glitch, Arcology Podcast, Hidden Grid. Hidden Grid is one of the reasons why I wanted to do my own set in the 2050s with classical modules. Other Shadowrun podcasts that deserve a shout out, the Neo Anarchist Podcast. I try to push that on everybody that I know that's just getting into Shadowrun. It's a wealth of information on the history and lore of the world. Impromptu Touch Attack, Geek the Mage, Violent Life, Dice Crimes, other non-Shadowrun podcasts that I want to give a shout-out to that I listen to and that inspire me. Fear the Boot, Gamer's Tavern, although they do have their Shadowrun actual play as well. Gamer's Table, the One-Shot and Campaign podcasts. Now, on to our episode. Episode 4, Session 2, Part 1. Harlequin passed. Hello. Hello. Uh, no matter today? I don't know. Looks like it. Yep. That might put a damper on things. Weapon. Hey, hey. No matter. We don't need him. Yeah, he sucks. He was here earlier. <laughs> uh, let's see. I got a, I got a WhatsApp from my comlink, didn't I? Let's pay for that. The one for lightning? Hey. The one for lightning? Yeah, I got a sim module. Oh. Yeah. So, so you know, I think I I, I will get that sim module. You know. Right. I'll be right back. Um, I think there was something else I said, wasn't there? Did I maybe not? Um, not that I'm aware of. It just feels like there was something else we talked about. Okay. The question is, do you want a hot sim module or just a regular sim module? No, not hot sim. That gives me, like, an extra dice in VR for initiative, but it also means I take more damage or something like that. Yeah, if somebody hacks you while you're VR. Yeah, no thanks. It'll let you use BTLs. <laughs> Absolutely no thanks. Okay, I've added the sim module to Lightning's comlink. Oh, wait, don't I need some way to access it? Um, you need a data jack, trodes. Yep. Or have it implanted, which I have none of. You don't have a data jack? No. I've, I mean, what am I going to jack into? Drones. Yeah, that yes. changes things, because you can't go AR easily without it either. Uh, trodes just 17 units. I can just buy those. Yeah, you can buy a set of trodes. You can add them to headgear, I think. Teddy always wanted to add some to his, his helmet for his suit, but hadn't gotten around to it. He's too broke. So you don't want to add a set of trodes? You can get it as a headband, a hairnet, a cap... Where were we? Seattle. Okay. About to board the plane. About yes. to go to the airport. Okay. I think Lightning was had been doing a matrix search, learned about the troll, and you were going to hold off until the start. Oh, that's right. I was going to ask questions, wasn't I? I was going to ask about the castle and the village, I believe, because I had three questions. So you wanted to look at his bike? That's right, yeah. I did want to check his bike, uh, go get his bike if possible, to uh, white tiger's bike. By the time uh, you would have gotten down there, his bike wouldn't be there. Oh, it's gotten tied? It's gotten something. It's gotten... Okay, never mind then. Too much time had passed. So yeah, for my Matrix uh, questions, I had, uh, like I said, about the castle and about the village. Uh, Matrix search is not individual questions. You just look up what you're looking up. The Matrix spotting is something different. That's when you get the question you can check. Oh, okay. 
And that's typically about files, what's in the area, who last edited it, what was the last command on it. So as for searching, what do you want to search? I'll just search about the castle. Just general information? Well, whatever I can find. Three successes. Oh, that's a three. You learn that they have... uh, It's almost like a tourist paradise, the village. They do... They have tours there. There are no vehicles to be rented. Everything's on foot. You can... uh, Certain companies will lead driving tours that you can reserve and ride along with in that way. That is usually handled by the director of tourism, Goldie Schonbosom. What? And it's a guy, obviously. Uh, You can get a general sense there's between 30 to 40 buildings. There's an ancient Gothic structure that functions as a church. There is a... uh, Most of the buildings are very old. Munchmausen Town Hall, which is where they... It's generally the town uh, hall of records. There are a few hotels and resorts in the area. There is also a youth hostel. Uh Uh-oh, hostel. Hostel. We know what happens in those places. Mm. Hostel years. And there's also many shops. So wait, they do shops. tours of Say that so again. They do tours of the castle? No, tours of the city. Oh, well, I asked about castles. The stuff. surrounding area. I did a search on the castle. Yeah, and the village. This is what you're getting on the village. Okay. Uh, you learn that they do minor tours of the castle. They have an aerial tram that leaves from the village, basically like a sky lift. So the cars will go up into one of the towers and disembark there. And they do tours of the grounds and the castle that way. Guided tours. Are these tours booked or can you just show up? Uh, you can make reservations or you can show up if there's still room. Are there any any places available in, say, two days from now? That that coincides with when we're going to be there, right? Three days? I don't know. Uh, you can make reservations. Okay, well, um, the, the morning after whenever we get there, so two days from now, three days from now. Okay. Then is that it? Um, do I have any? Do I get any other info on the castle, or is that it? That's pretty much it. Okay, I'm, I'm good with that. So let the others know, guys. They do uh, small tours of the castle, so I've booked us down for that when we're there. Will give us an, a better idea of the layout. All right. Except we're gonna have to not look like shadowrunners because that's gonna be suspicious as hell. Um, I think I think it says on the paper for this run that we should look like tourists anyway. Yeah. So what is that like? Hawaiian shirt and, <laughs> and sun hat yeah. and uh, yes, camera. Yes, we're trying to look like shorts. To look like shorts. a shadow, shadow runner. Shorts. Yeah. Look like an American tourist, you know. You do realize this is December. Well, so. So Hawaiian shorts, shirts, Hawaiian shirts and shorts. Yeah, isn't that what everyone wears on vacation? In tourism. Not in the winter. That's what they all wear in games and stuff. <laughs> Shut up. Right, let's That's go to the cool. airport. We, we don't want to. We don't want to be late to check in. Why? All right, fine. You stay here. No. So that you won't got anything left to do. Nope. Good to go. Wait. Um. Jones, Teddy. What? Have you guys got anything left to do before we go to the airport? Nope. Joe, you never told me uh, everything we got from that uh, that crate of B and E stuff. No, I did not. Okay. Well, I haven't had a chance to fill it in. No, that matters right now since we're taking it with us. Well, yeah, it does matter. We're kind of going to need some supplies, but uh, wait. 
Yeah, that's going to he... provide supplies, remember? Yeah, he's providing some, that's right. But Okay, alright, fine. Let's see. There was a mini Walder. Mm, give me a second. Well, I already had that, but I can add it. A second one. A cellular glove molder. A keycard copier. What rating glove molder? Goes up to four. Um, this would be rating three. Okay. Keycard copier. The keycard copier is also three. That one goes up to six. Okay, three. Next. Oh, crap, I'm not obtaining these for free right now. I'll fix it later. There are two rating three Maglock passkeys and one rating four. One rating four Maglock passkey? Yeah. Okay, got it. Anything else? Yes, there is a grapple gun, a catalyst stick, and 200 meters of stealth rope. Ooh. Sounds stealthy. Uh, you touch it with the catalyst stick and then just crumbles to dust. I believe it's forbidden, actually. It is. It is 200 meters. Okay, is that it? And there is also uh, 200 meters of microwire. Sorry, standard rope. It doesn't have the protective gloves, so standard rope. I've got the protective gloves. Uh, just standard rope, not uh, myomeric or anything? Correct, standard rope. Okay. 100? 200. 200, okay. Sorry. Added. I now have a grapple gun, yay! And a lot of rope. And that's what was in that case. Very nice. Damage rating, 7 stun, minus 2 AP. Yes, you can use a grapple gun in combat. Yep. Takes the exotic drained weapon, just shoot it. Yeah, but there's a special note here. It says a tool not intended for combat. I mean, that's I mean that's obvious, but then... Eh, I guess the stats are still useful for novelty. Emergency. Emergency. Okay, this is a commercial flight. That means they're going to check sins. Um, typical commercial airlines will carry weaponry in checked luggage. They won't let you carry it on. So they will store it in the cargo holds. However, it comes with restrictions. One of them, they must be legal in the area in which the flight originates. They, the local police will be notified on landing. And the bearer is, li- and you must be licensed to carry the said weapons. Okay. Um, certain personnel, like sky marshals and things like that, with appropriate licenses, can carry pistols on board planes. Um, if you are wearing things like spurs, hand razors, um, anything similar like that, they do have cyber system restraint cuffs that are padded units that are snapped into place on each wrist. So the question is, what are you guys wearing and taking to the airport? I am touristy. Contacts. Uh, that's the one that might get me into trouble. Trodes, uh, my uh, med kit and supplies, reagents. I have my comlink, my patches. Oh yeah, um, A couple of quad sticks and my trodes, the micro transceiver, I suppose. Yeah, quad sticks you don't have to worry about. Comlinks you don't have to worry about. Yeah, I'm just taking stuff I don't have. Yeah, I'm just taking stuff I don't have to worry about. Uh, yeah, comics, no problem. Uh, chameleon suit in my luggage. Uh, the mask on some of the luggage. That shouldn't be a problem. Just basic clothes, really, and going to have the long coat. Okay. Now, do you have a matching license for the chameleon suit? That is restricted? Yes, it is. Um, I had licenses for the guns, for the foot guy. Then I will just, uh, aside from those, 
Bring a predator in the street line to hold up. I will check those in. Alright, here's the checking. Alright, first person through. Who's it gonna be? I'll go. Alright, what is your sin rating? Five. First rating five? That is going to be hard to beat. Were you taking anything that needed licensed? Like I said, the only thing that's possible that could be a problem is my contacts because they have a smart link system built in. Um, let me check there. What about your reagents? No, they're fine. Yeah, but wouldn't they identify you as a mage? Only if another mage investigates them somehow. Uh, okay, the person checking you does not have enough dice to find the contact lenses, so they don't check that. Okay, so you make it through. Who's next? Okay. What is the rating of your sin? Four. Okay. It passes test. Or is, are you taking anything restricted that you need a license for? Yes, my wares. <laughs> okay, let's scan those. Alright, Cyber Scanner. Doesn't have a page. Okay, you have Alphaware, right? I have Alpha and, and one Beta, yeah. Okay, how Actually, many... I think, a, I think I have Bioware that's not Alpha. Bioware don't count. Okay, yeah, then Alpha. How many Cyber Augmentations do you have? You have a total of four. Okay. So it takes a threshold up to two, up by two. Alright, so they need a five to tell if you have anything particular. Nope, they don't notice anything. It's fine, guys. This woman's mostly made of metal. It's it, There's no problem. Well, it kind of blends in, so they ask you, you know, they check your hands to see if they can see if you have any spur holes for the spurs to come out, or hand razors, or implanted cyber guns, which you don't. Insult me, sir. All right, who's next? I guess I'll go. I don't okay. think I have anything. All right, what is the rating of your sin? A four. Are you trying to hide anything illegal? Or are you declaring anything illegal, rather? Illegal. Um, any so. of your foci? Uh, could I... Hmm, can't I just put that in my luggage, or no? They check it, so... That's oh, they check for. that either way. Uh, well, it's, they're registered to that one, so it's not that big of a deal. They're not illegal, right? They're just they just restricted, right? If you have a license, they are not illegal. Yeah, they're on my license, so... No, 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 that's fine. All right. What is the rating of your license for those? The B4 as well. All right, you pass through. That leaves lightning. I mean, zero. What's the rating of your sin? Four. And you had your guns. What is the rating of those licenses? Um, checking again. They look like they're also four. Yeah, I think they all were at the maximum allowed rating. All right, you managed to get through. Excellent. So after waiting, you get the boarding call. The shuttle you're taking is a Mitsubishi Skyclimber. It's one of the newer transorbitals. It has a shark tooth emblem on the sides of Luftland Airlines. Kind of gives it an oddly predatory look. Your assigned seats are just behind first class, next to one of the air steward stations. And as you are waiting for everybody to board, um, one of the first things you realize, I guess, is that you're less than uh, you're about half empty thing holds close to 80 people, 80 passengers, and there's only 40 passengers or so counting you guys. Now, I have a very important question. Is this a um, is this a small plane, like 2x2 two two seats, or a large one, like 232? It's 2x2. Two two. There's two seats, and uh, the narrow aisle, and then two seats. Uh-huh. Each chair is a light acceleration couch. 
So you're, it's individual. You're not cramped next to somebody that way in that manner. So it's a little wider than a normal two-seater plane would be just because you have to have your own acceleration couch that way. The strapping-in procedure involves so many webs and buckles that uh, even the most organized person is starting to get just a little intimidated trying to make sure you have it all. There is a tray arm built into the seat that has a video display and an input jack. Now everybody give me a perception chart. We fail to notice the thing happening. You do. Audio or visual? You fail to notice the gremlin on the wing. What? This would be visual. One sec. I don't know. I always look out the window before we before take off. I always check the wings. Yeah, I got three. And the landing gears. Out there, on the wings. Engines. Three. I wouldn't be surprised if there were no windows. It could be just digital displays. A digital display on the outside. Yeah. That's because no one wants to really look outside. They just want some happy thing. Who wouldn't want to look out into space? Alright, three for Jones, two for Lightning, two for Teddy, three for Zero. I got three. Not two. Did you see three? I said three. Okay. Sorry, put this right. Uh, Teddy, you notice that two couples board the shuttle together. They take uh, seats several rows behind you. They are clean-cut, and the language that they speak sounds like German, and they behave affectionately towards each other. Lightning, you happen to notice that towards the rear of the plane there's a green-haired young woman who appears to be singing, but you hear no sound. And glancing again, you see she is wearing a sonic damper. And when she notices you looking, she kind of blushes prettily and smiles. Dr. Jones. Yes. Uh, you notice a frazzled middle-aged woman coming down the aisle leading an orc child by the hand. Um, and you get the strange sense that he has recently awakened. He seems to be ashamed of his appearance. Um, all, and one of the uh, nearby passengers kind of looks at the, the orc points and says something to his friend who happens to bust out laughing. Oh, poor guy. Reminds you of you, right? Yeah. Zero, as you were waiting, you happen to notice a, a short woman dressed entirely in white and gray skins takes a seat just behind you. Her broad face has an oriental agelessness, but she speaks English without a trace of accent. She looks alertly about the cabin, constantly fingering various animal icons on a leather thong about her neck. Um, as they're loading... Dr. Jones, you notice three elderly Japanese um, men... Their hair is close-cropped. Their business suits are of nondescript cut. They are seated in first class. Uh, when one of them steps into second class looking for a steward, briefly you see the glint of steel between his wrists and the black briefcase that is cuffed to his arm. Oh, boy. It's always exciting to have something cuffed to his arm, to someone's arm. Yes. All right, after about 25 minutes of loading, the hatches are closed. A... Several of the air stewards start to demonstrate the use of the emergency evacuation suits, the re-entry cushions, going through the usual spiel of, you know, where the exits are and stuff like that, in case of emergency. Yes, in case. And then the onboard PA uh, crackles. This is Lufland Flight 613, and I am Captain George Willems. We'll be taking off precisely on schedule this morning, arriving in Berlin in the late morning hours. I am pleased to report that the Tempelhof International Airport is no longer experiencing the difficulties reported in the morning news, and we are assured of a secure landing. 
Thank you for flying Luftland. We hope you enjoy the flight. <laughs> um, let's have a look at what that news was. And then the no smoking, chipping sound, um, lights and signs, and the fasten seat belt signs come on. You want to start searching the news? <laughs> yes, yes, I do. Sure. John's always back and takes a nap. I think three successes gets me yesterday's news. Uh, there was a minor, um, at one of the government buildings, a minor occurrence. Somebody hopped the fence. Okay. And then there was a little civil unrest to go with it. Now, if you've flown before, this is much the same as conventional jet flights, although this thing rolls a long distance and a long time before it finally gets airborne. And it probably climbs at a higher, uh, as a higher um, angle. Yes. And it stays at a noticeable incline for a lot longer as well. You can hear the jet engines almost struggling to keep the, the plane going even higher into the atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, some of us know how suborbital works, right, Marta? <laughs> but the chair that you're in is comfortable and absorbs some of the pressure, and you can plug directly into the terminal and enjoy some entertainment. Uh, sometime later, the intercom bell ch- rings again. This is Captain Willems. We are about to begin the final climb to suborbital altitude. Please fasten your seatbelts and extinguish all smoking materials. Air stewards, take your positions. You see, you know, some of the people that were in the restroom or whatever, fighting their way back to their seat for the angle, and the air stewards get up and move to their uh, seats up in the, just in front of you, in their little station, and strap themselves in. And then a few minutes later, there is a tremor that shakes the shuttle as the boosters engage, which lifts you even further towards space. Who is in the window seat? Me, me. Not Eddie. Jones is asleep. He doesn't care. Yay, Zero. Zero through the smart, small porthole, you can see the sky dim from pale blue to midnight black as stars become visible against the black background. Yay. Layer of fleecy clouds dropping snow or the, over northern Canada hides the Earth's surface from view. And then at last, the boosters cut off and the shuttle coasts towards Apogee. With the thrust gone, the apparent gravity also fades. Uh, one of the businessmen cries out sharply in distress and bolts to the restroom. <laughs> the lady behind you looks a little pale and pulls something out of her leather pouches and swallows it. How does he even reach the restroom? By kicking off. Yeah, <laughs> kicks off. Uh, if he's panicking, though, he's probably... No, he chairs pulling Yeah, okay. How's the green heart girl doing? She seems, um, again, to be singing to herself. Eyes closed, head slightly bobbing to, to the side. And then there's an explosion, and dense, acrid smoke fills the cabin. Hijack! We're being hijacked! This doesn't sound normal. This doesn't sound normal. Oh, crap. Is, is the sound coming from the front or the back? Seriously? Oh, I forgot something. Everybody give me a body check. Just roll. Oh, straight, straight body. Uh-oh, to see if we're going to get sick. One. Really? Damn. Two. I'm suddenly glad I increased my body. <laughs> I'm being lazy. It's four. I got two. <laughs> it's the same as four, so it's fine. Okay. Yeah, everybody scored at least one. You are not nauseated. Of course not. Because he was having the time of his life. So, does Jones wake up upon the hijack with being hijacks? 
Oh, grumpily. He, he, he's unhappy about this. I, I'm probably sitting. I'm probably sitting next to you, so I would nudge you if you like. No, nudge you quite severely. I heard it. I heard it. Such I get up and go see if I can spot what's going on. Oh, hold on. Okay. Due to the difficulty of maneuvering and positioning in zero gravity, all actions linked to a physical attribute are at minus two. I guess up at minus two. Minus two. There's also uh, melee attacks that involve swinging an object and seeking contact with an opponent suffer a reduction in their damage penalty. That is... Uh, strength is reduced by half. Okay. Damn. Seriously? Yes. Wait, what's reduced by half? Strength damage in melee. Oh, okay. Ranged attacks made with standard weaponry have their DV reduced by half due to increased loss of energy and motion in both the attacker and the defender. If both, if either of the attacker or defender are anchored, it's only a quarter. Reduced by a quarter. Okay. So let me start by doing this. So what's going on? Hello? Hold on. Uh, no, that's not going to work. Okay. Just drag yourselves out so you have something to modify. That? It's not linked to uh, character sheets, though. It's not? Nope. Unless you uh, you link them. No, they should stay linked, but they for some reason, Dr. Jones is never linked. All my stats aren't in here. Let me try. Uh... No, the, the bars I have to change every time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, there is smoke in the air, so this is going to be a minus three visibility modifier. Do you realize we're getting minus two yes. for all physical things, minus three for visibility, half strength on melee attacks. Yep. Jesus, dude. Wait, why is visibility reduced? What's going on? Smoke. There was an explosion and there's a bunch of smoke in the air. Ah, of course. It's a good thing some, some of us have thermal. Yes, thermographic will shift visibility conditions up by one row from moderate to light, taking that to a minus one. Mm-hmm. All I see are two icons on the map. Yeah, I see Jones and Zero. Nobody else has dragged theirs out yet. Oh, okay. Doesn't matter where you put them, it's just so you can interact with them. How do I drag it out? Go to the journal next to your name and drag it over there. Nope. That just highlights stuff. The, uh, the character sheet. Scroll to the top and click Bio and Info tab. And then you can drag the icon out. Oh, from the... Yeah, there's two of them. Yeah, now I see two of yours. Uh, uh, did you put one out, Hug? No, I didn't. I don't uh, think I did. Uh, how do I get rid of this one? If you can't right-click and delete it, I'll do, I'll do it. Okay, just get rid of one of them. Okay, there are... Everybody can give me perception checks. Remember your penalty for visibility. I see nothing. I see everything. Zero. Wow. Okay. There you go. Zero goes through. I'm still looking out the window, man. Oh, that makes sense. If you don't have thermographic vision, your visibility is down to a meter. If you have thermographic to help compensate, you get five meters. That is a lot of smoke. It is a lot of smoke. Okay. It sounded like um, the noise, or the rather somebody being hijacked, that scream came from in front of you guys. Uh, the explosion you think came from behind you. So something exploded behind us, and someone in front of us is saying we're being hijacked. Yes. Okay. Uh, start rolling initiatives, please. Oh, can we not bring armor with us? 
Uh, not restricted unless you had licenses for it. Oh, uh, yeah. I I, yeah, I was licensed for it. Sorry, I didn't even think about it. I mean, would you really? Would we really be wearing armor onto the sh- onto the plane? I guess I wouldn't have thought of that. Yeah, what kind of armor? Armor jacket is fine, isn't it? Yeah, no. armor jacket. Huh? Armor jackets, no. Really? Discreet armor they might have let by. Obvious armor, no. Okay. Boy, this is going to get really interesting really fast then. <coughs> then you have Camilla's suit I'm probably wearing under the clothes. Yay. Yay for copy initiative again. Keep in mind our employer said we'd get armor jackets there. Yep. All right. Only two initiatives I have are Teddy and Jones. Yeah, I'm trying to remember how. Click your token. That way, not good. I'm good. Cyberware is deactivated, remember? Is it? Um, boosted reflexes are not. I mean, how are they going to deactivate stuff that's inside me? They got little gizmos to wrap around various parts of your body to turn things off. Yeah, reflexes are fine. Alright, I'll be right back. I have to get some food real quick, sorry. Okay, I need a initiative for zero. Coming right up, sorry. Oh, nice. Okay, to move in zero gravity. The easiest way is crawling. You can pull yourself along with the handholds and the chairs and the seat backs and stuff like that. You can move a number of meters equal to half of your agility. At the end of each turn in which you did some crawling, you must make an agility test. No no hits means you lose your grip and start to fly in a random direction. Okay. If you wish to launch yourself, you can travel um, a number of meters each turn equal to your strength. You need an agility test to launch yourself in the right direction. If you get no hits, you fly off in a random direction. While flying, you cannot change your direction until you grab something or hit something. So, zero. What do you wish to do? I can't see anything. Nope, you know you heard uh, the explosion come from the rear of the shell. See, it just wants to keep looking out the window. But the smoke, the smoke is hindering this. It's, it's a problem. There's something on the wing. <laughs> yes, the smoke is hindering things. God damn it. Who's ruining my flight? So you're going to stay here and wait? No, no, uh, I don't know. I'll go towards the back, I guess. I guess I'm crawling towards the back. All right, you are crawling towards the back. Uh, lightning. Um, I'm going to launch myself towards the front. Okay. Give me that an agility sense. test. Yeah, I will do exactly that. I need to load up my scatter chart. <laughs> How does zero work for you? <laughs> Seriously, eight dice and I don't get a single hit. I think it was Jones, he got in my way. That it's his fault. Well, you know, this is your first time in zero G. Uh, no, 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 it's definitely Jones' fault. Roll me two D six. Okay, two ones. So two. Okay. You start to, to prepare yourself to push and you you know, you back your seat feet up onto one of the seats or whatever. And you manage to, instead of letting go with your hands, you push off and your feet slip, so you're going in the opposite direction. I meant to do that. What is your strength? Uh, four. Okay. So you're flying four meters. Okay. That, that, that sounds direction. exciting. Uh, Jones, what do you wish to do? Do you have thermographic vision? Uh, apparently not, if I don't have a helmet, so no. So I can't see crap, basically, right? Not at the moment. Hmm. And I and I I'm, I risk flying around the ship basically when I get out of the seat, right? 
Yes, now you have options that they don't have. Right, because, well, I, I can cast spells and stuff, and I can go, oh, wait a minute, can't I, can't I go into Astral? Uh, going into Astral, I will say no. You are aware enough to know that that is deadly to you. You can perceive Astrally, though. It is painful, but you can do it. It's painful in what way? Why, why is it de- uh, deadly to him? There's outside. no manosphere up here. You're outside oh. of the biosphere. Okay, why would it be painful to, to, to look in Astral? Um, because there is no manosphere up here. So anything as, anything magical you do right now is at minus eight dice. There is no manosphere. It's just the void, and you are staring into... Yeah. And trying to perceive it, you are basically taking background count style damage, which is you would be... Re- uh, with this level, you would be resisting one stun each time, each turn. Okay. But I get my normal resist die then, right? Yes. Okay. Why not? Let's, uh, let's, uh, I'll, I'll take the risk on it. Okay. It looks very weird. I mean, normally you can see things, magic traveling around. Right now it looks like um, a very, I guess, a blurry black and white TV type thing. It's just throwing you off. But you can perceive normally because it's not tied to magic. So give me a perception check. Is there any negatives on this one? No, not on the perception check. Wow. What crap. Uh, one is enough. You can see people in their chairs, um, outlines the glowing images of the people. Some of them are, by their body language, are acting like they're cowering or trying to duck down. Some of them look like they're they're panicking and trying to look back and forth to see what's going on. A few people are carefully like on the floor trying to crawl their way up towards the front. But you notice that towards the back... There seem to be three people who don't seem to be jittery or panicky. They seem to be in control of themselves, and it looks like they are out of their seats and preparing to uh, move. Okay, so I can't cast a spell like this with them, basically in this form where I can see them, right? You can, uh, no, not while you're perceiving. You can. They are not on the astral, so you would have to be at another minus two for doing anything while you are actually perceiving. So you don't want to do that. Oh. Well. Oh, I'd be like literally minus ten? Sorry. Yes. Yeah, okay. So until you can see them naturally, this is the only way you can hit them, but you'd be at a higher penalty. So if you do wish to risk it, it's an option. Minus ten dice. Ouchie. Um, okay. Yeah, that's that, yeah, that's... They're, are they heading towards me? Is that what it looks like? Uh, it looks like they're just getting ready to move. You're not sure where. Wait, based on the, what I know about the plane, though, where exactly are they, I guess, in, in comparison to the plane, of, like where we are? They are about, say, eight meters behind you. Well, I mean, okay, that that's in the back of the plane then, right? Yes. So, and they have to pass me if they want to try to get to the cockpit. Yes. Well, they have to pass zero and lightning first because they're already climbing, going that way. Oh, nice. oh so I would notice them going that way then, correct? Through no fault of my own. I will... Uh, moving in this thing is really difficult, isn't it? Yes. So what, what would I have to roll to move, you said? It is an agility test to, to launch yourself, and then you can travel strength meters for the turn. It is a crawling you don't have to roll until the end of the turn, at which point you have to roll to see if you lose your grip. All right. So, 
crawling basically means I'm grabbing seat by seat, going, trying to get towards them then, right? Yes. All right. Why not? Let's try to climb a little bit closer to them. All right. Oh. Three, what is your agility? Four. So you can crawl two meters this turn. Alright, Teddy. Uh, with my thermographic, can I see zero? You can see, yes, you can see zero. You can see the, uh, the lady that was sitting behind zero there. Um, the two Japanese, I mean, the two couples that were, are like two rows behind that person. So they're three rows behind you. But yeah, you see lightning and zero. Oh, I'm sorry. I was pushing the mute, not pushing to talk. Okay, uh, if I want to cast it on zero, armor on zero, uh, it's negative eight dice? Yeah, negative eight for any magical base test. Okay. Jesus. Okay. Force four. four. be a good start. Uh, it's not like I'm going to get that. I mean, more than that many successes. <laughs> um, uh, and I'm going to put up some... Yeah, it's worth using edge for this. So let me go up to the edge part. Okay. Yeah, I'm assuming everybody got a decent night's sleep and a meal, so everybody can have one edge back. Teddy didn't get a decent night's sleep. Oh, no, Teddy didn't. <laughs> okay, well, he gets four of armor. Nice. Uh, it would have been well, seven if I had used reagents, but... Yeah, damn. I mean, at, at negative eight dice, you don't exactly expect to get that many hits. Yeah. So I can't exactly blame you there. You did force... Four. You used edge, though? Yes. Oh, that oh, was a seven. Yeah, I get the whole thing. Yeah, you have Holy seven. crap. <laughs> nice. I feel untouchable. That is very good. Uh, let's see. After you guys, they go. Because they were holding themselves. You see, they were eight meters behind. Okay. Uh, one of the guys. Uh, let me give his agility roll to see if he can actually launch himself at lightning. Oh, hello. Agility minus two for anything physical, and that is okay. With a six on the scatter chart, he goes off at an angle. You see a guy, kind of uh, float past you. Okay. D- did I know he was coming at me? No. Okay. Wait, did you have thermal? Yeah. Uh, then yes, you would have seen him launch himself at you. He, well, he launched himself. Not at you, obviously, because he went past you. But not past me. Ever. No, he, the angle was off. Let's see, he was attempting to charge you due to the drift. I will give him another minus two since he is passing you and not going into you. All right, he is attempting to punch you. What the hell? Oh, I did the wrong. You said I did two. the wrong greater then. So that's only two hits. Wow. You can defend at minus two dice. Versus two hits coming at you. Yeah, I will do that. Okay. No problem. Okay. You easily, since you're floating in the air, can twist and and move bits out of you. It looked like he attempted to punch at you as he went by. Okay. And then one other guy is attempting to go at zero. At Yes, zero. And I did my minus five, okay. On a seven, he goes straight ahead in the direction he was attending. Okay. Okay. So as you're climbing over your seats, this guy barrels into you and attempts to punch at you. You the guy ruining my flight? No, you're ruining our flight. (laughs) You're ruining my flight. Uh, You can defend. He's got three coming at you. Remember, minus two to defend, too. Uh, Okay. All right. You managed to deflect his punch. 
Yes. Uh, Lightning, you also notice that there is somebody else in the back row there, but they're not launching themselves. Instead, they seem to be steadying themselves outside of their seat so they can maneuver, but they're steadying themselves up against the wall, and one of them seems to be, like, tapping at something. Tapping at something? Yeah, activate. You're trying to use a device of some sort. She's That person is roughly there. All right, Zero, you're up. Okay, right in front of me, and that's lightning. Well, um... What do you wish to do? Sorry. Uh, I'm just trying to think, because I can't exactly, like, knock him prone, or what effect is it going to have? No, you can just punch at him. That's lame. I don't do that. I try to subdue him. I'm not going to be a half, half strength for subduing, right? For grabbing him? For grabbing him, it would be the unarmed combat? Yeah, but I'm not so going to be a... Minus two? To be attack itself, right. Five. All right, five. And no melee attacks that involve grappling, ground fighting techniques, or individuals who are both strapped down don't suffer reduction in damage. Mm-hmm. With a five. Defend against that. Uh, nope, he does not. Yeah, he's grabbed. It's uh, my strength plus net hits versus his uh, physical limit, right? Yes. Well, that's ten. Uh, that is better than his physical limit. There you go. So you've got him kind of locked up. You guys are just both floating now. Lightning. I'm going to launch myself for the guy at the back. Okay. Can't move any more this turn. I can't move? No, the movement totals are for the turn. Oh. Oh. You're still technically floating in that direction. So I, the, the amount of the movement that I didn't intend to do counts towards my movement? All movement counts towards your movement, yes. Yeah. Um, floating nearby two people. One of them is held by zero. One of them is still kind of floating past you. Yeah, I don't really know what to do about that. Suppose I'll try to grab that at the other guy. Got nothing else to do. You want to actually grab at him? Sure, why not? Okay, so unarmed combat, minus two. So I have one dice. Your agility plus unarmed is only three. Oh, it's agility. Three successes, apparently. Alright, he's just going to try not to be grabbed. He weasels out and slips your grip. <laughs> Alright, uh, Jones. So now this guy is close to me, I can actually see him, right? You have Thermo? Yes, you can see him. I don't have Thermo, but he's like, you said, but but he's like right in front of me, isn't he, or no? Not quite. Do you not see the map? Oh, yeah, okay. He's got to be adjacent, basically. Oh, is that it? Oh, jeez. Okay. So basically, I don't even see that guy, or do I see this like a shadow of a guy? Um, you are still astrally perceiving, so you see him astrally. Oh, okay. But if I... Okay. Ugh. If I cast him that way, then... That's, that's a lot of dice. Oh. All right. Um, let's do this. Um, so I can't do that. I can't do that. And I can't move anymore either, right? Correct. Not until next turn. Oh, I don't even know what to do this round. I can't really do anything. Because I can't, like, punch him because he's not adjacent, right? Uh, correct, you don't have reach. If you were a troll, you could, in theory. I can't, like, can I ready an action for when he gets into melee range, or no? You can delay, at which point you can go at any time um, afterwards until you, you act again. But this would be your last action this turn anyway. So you can delay, right. but he's not going to be getting any closer this turn anyway. Oh, okay, right. So it won't make any difference at this point. All right, really nothing I can do then. Um, 
full defense? I don't know. I don't know if this guy can see me, you know? If you have indirect spells, um, you could attempt to drop your astral perception and cast those because you don't actually have to see them to cast. Yeah, okay. The only indirect spell I got is Ice Sheet, and I'm not icing the entire... uh, I'm not icing the entire uh, plane. That, that's probably yeah, a bad idea. Yeah, passenger would be a bad idea. Yeah, that's yeah. a good call. Yeah, um, the other things I have would... Well, wait a minute. No, there is something I could do. Hold on. Also, any defensive or buff spells or things like that? I can mass animate the luggage and everything and throw it at him. There is no luggage. Haven't you haven't been on the plane before? There is, oh. There's no cargo hold. Well, there, okay, well, there's there's other things, right? Other loose things on this plane? Or, no, probably not, because they go in space. You're in zero gravity. There's nothing loose. Darn it. <laughs> what, what kind of crappy plane is this? One that actually knows what zero gravity is like. All right, never mind then. Yep, I have nothing I can do. So you pass? It's my turn? Yeah. Go ahead. Yes. Lightning, don't resist this, and point. And I cast Levitate on Lightning. Apparently I found out that you can zoom in and out on your character sheet, too. Ha! I got one success, which should be enough. As long as lightning doesn't resist it. It was 4-6, by the way. Is lightning resisting the spell? Uh, he told me not to. Okay, are you pointing anywhere? What, me? Yeah. Oh, I'm pointing at C. I shove him that way. Okay, you shove him that way. You are flung that way. <laughs> okay, then. Which is very weird being flung levitate, levitating in zero gravity. Because really, like, what no, is your frame of reference? So, yeah, don't, you, not only do you do you feel sick because you're in zero g, you feel sick because you're in zero g. When? I mean, on the ground you float up, that's fine. But now you're being floated in a vehicle that's moving, so we should really find its relative motion compared. No. <laughs> what is this physics in a game? Lightning, you are slammed into the rear of the plane, taking thirty-five physical. No. <laughs> well, I think. It, Considering it's actually it's traveling at probably like a few kilometers a second, it's going to be more than play. Yeah, but I want to go easy on you. <laughs> okay then. Um, so you are flung that way. Zero. Yeah. Uh, should be fun. My back against the seat there. I'm gonna kick this guy down to the back of the plane. Hard. I'm just gonna kick him off. All right. I could just hold him, choke him out, but no, no, that's not fun. That's not playing with my prey. Give me a, uh, let's see, opposed strength roll. Just strength? Yeah, straight strength. And remember the minus two. Oh, to this two? Even though it's just strength? Yep. Anything on a physical attribute? Two out of three dice. Two. Okay, so you are pushing him away from you. He is going to move twice as far as you move. That's it? So on an immediate reaction, we'll say you move one and he moves two. And then next turn, you guys can try to stop and slow yourselves. He moves two? Yes. Okay, and he doesn't take any damage or anything? No, not from flying through the air. Well, the intention was to just send him flying backwards, so he'd... Whatever, okay. I assume so he'd hit something. Well, so anything, but two meters, really? Uh, lightning. You have now floated in front of somebody. I should be able to see what it is he's holding now, shouldn't I? Yes, he seems to be holding a cyber deck. Mm. Um, can I see how he's, how he's using it, like a wireless or connected or what? Um, 
It would be wireless. Um, can't grab the deck out of his hands? Or off his whatever he uses, however it's attached? You can attempt to disarm him. Would that stop him using the deck? Typically, no. He doesn't have to have it in his hands to use it wirelessly. So there's no way to stop him from using this thing? If you, after you had it, then shut it down, that would change things. Okay, I'll go. For, I'll try and do that. Then. So first I'll try and take it out of his hands, and then the, yeah. we'll make the chance to shut it down. Okay. So Let's see. Trying to disarm is a called shot. Unarmed combat, minus four. Minus two more for physical. <laughs> oh, this will be funny. Do you have any dice? Three. Minus two for the... So I've got eight minus two for being in space. Minus... Oh, no, wait. Minus four for being... For the cold shot, and then minus one. That's one dice. Um... You can spend edge. <laughs> you can spend edge, yes. I will edge at this. Oh, balls. I love that curse word. Oh, that's it. Bollocks. Yeah, I can say bollocks, too. Maneuvering while levitating in zero-G is a lot harder than it seems. She she looks like she has um, one of her feet kind of tucked underneath one of the seat belts of the seat that she's trying to stand on, so she's braced very loosely. But she's kind of twisting away and moving the, the deck out of, uh, out of your reach. Of course. The Topps Company, Inc. has sole ownership of the names, logos, artwork, marks, photographs, sounds, audio, video, and or any proprietary material used in connection with the game Shadowrun. The Topps Company, Inc. has given permission to Relative Dimension to use such names, logos, artwork, marks, and or any proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes on its website, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with Relative Dimension in any official capacity whatsoever. Relative Dimension is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial 4.0 International License. You can share us, but please give us credit. If you would like to get in touch with the Relative Dimension, you can visit our website at relativedimension.com. You can contact us, email, at podcast at relativedimension.com. You can visit our Facebook at facebook.com slash relativedimension. You can check us out on Twitter at relativedpod. You can check out our Patreon if you wish to support us at patreon.com slash relativedimension. 